more. This is one more. Welcome to another episode of Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Recording from the Hyperware Studios podcast. Otra Por Favor is a podcast in which we talk about life, football, and culture. And in today's episode, we'll touch on the Labor Day weekend, work-life balance, the Mexico national team, Austin FC, European transfers, and close out with some current cultural highlights. So let's get it. I'm joined by my main man. Richie, how's everybody doing today? How you doing today, Koke? Oh, man, I could be better. I'm, lo- I'm looking scruffy, dude. I need a haircut. We were drinking coffee. Now we're drinking beers. Like, it's a Wednesday. We just came off of a loss, dude. I- hey, you know what? Honestly, I don't know what day I am. Uh, I'm a little raspy because of the game. Probably a little sleepy, but I got espresso, so that should wake up. You know, but hey. hey, at least we're looking we're looking decently fresh with our gear, man. You decently rep- fresh. You looking that you repping that hyperware studio gear. Hey man, you know, it's where it's at. If you ever need it, um fitness equipment to, you know, to do your functional activities that get you going and some endorphins in your body, you just hit me up and we can talk about, you know, like say what I recommend for you to wear. For sure. Um, they have a good line of weighted vest as well as uh and anchor rope. So basically, ropes, you know, the conventional ones, you have to anchor it to the floor. And then we have some where you don't have to anchor it. So it's pretty cool. And it stays literally, I would say, three feet away from you. So it doesn't bounce back at you. So it, we'll, we'll show you guys and send you guys the link once, you know, we you we see this episode. Hell yeah, bro. I'm going to have to anchor you to this chair because you're about to run away with that hyperware. Hey, <laughs> hey now nah, but that's the stuff now nah, hey, hey well i'm looking decently fresh myself with the new howler t-shirt howler bro edition i don't know what a howler bro is but keep doing what you're doing because this is fly how uh how comfortable is that um that fabric oh it's soft it's oh. one of the softest shirts i've, I've put on in, a while. in recent memory okay. and it looks fly repping austin fc Despite the loss from yesterday, this game against Portland, you know, even louder when we're down, right, right, Richie? Hey, man, it was a it was a late game. We we, I mean, of course, there was a rain. Uh, hey, it's supposed to start hey, at eight. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna dive deep, but first, we got to shout out yes. our buddies at La, po- La Poderosa Radio Digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, they invited us for a live recording, something that I had never done before, um, to discuss Austin Austin FC and the LA FC preview uh the day before the match so we've been we've been we've been keeping busy and that was that was our last like media uh appearance and man it was fun we we recorded with pepe with robbins and laura gallo Mm -hmm. all very knowledgeable the game putting their own flavor their own sauce in espanol saludos y gracias por tenernos ahí robbins la poderosa y un gusto haber conocido a laura um how was that particular recording for you because it was live and it was also in spanish so uh i know you in the past you mentioned that you know sometimes with spanish like say if it's a deviant conversation it, it, it takes a minute but how comfortable was it for you like how what was what was going through your mind as we were talking 
What was going through my mind was definitely uh, the experiences that we've had with our, with my tocayo, with uh, with uh, Jorge Turralde. Saludos. Saludos a, 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 a mi tocayo. Is he he gave me some great advice. He's just mm -hmm. like, let loose, man, let go, because sometimes you just close up. Especially you know, Spanish is not my is it was my first language yeah. growing up, but it's not the one that I you know studied formally and practiced throughout my entire life growing up in houston mm -hmm. it was just something that i talked in my community with my parents but you know the further i move away from that i gotta really force myself and in, into the practice of of, of uh espanol but i'm happy to do it dude and especially talking about football hey man i think that's always an encouragement too talk about <laughs> football yeah dude so football is definitely the the language that i think unites all of us here so um we got a lot to get into today man so First on the board, we, we're gonna we're gonna start with a with a little bit of a upcoming um, segment on life. You know, we got Labor Day coming up, uh, exciting. We got a lot of things happening um, in and around um, that particular weekend. It's a, it's a weekend that's kind of special to my heart because it's usually kicks off uh, the end, like the the last days of summer, mm -hmm. the beginning of fall, and you can kind of start to feel the breeze and like. We got we got some rain. We got some wind yesterday, right? And you you see that all right? College football is about to start, or is already started, and you start to kind of switch gears into into that pumpkin spice mode. You know what I'm saying? That's that's your mode, sp uh, pumpkin spice. Oh man, you know I'm gonna get my Uggs real quick. Your and, uh, Uggs and your leggings <laughs> and your uh, what's what's that one brand that they wear? Like say the the bubble. Uh, jacket, oh, the, like vest. Uh, North Face. Patagonia. Patagucci? Nah, man, Patagucci. I can't afford that Patagucci. <laughs> I can afford that Howler Bros, though. Hey, hey. shut up. Dude, <laughs> it's a fall is, it's a, I would say, like, the transition because, like, after the summer, you usually, you know, you're thinking of, you know, going back to school for, for some kids. You're thinking of, you know, like, let's say some people start, you know, going back to work as well, teachers. So shout out to everyone that's going back to work, um, but it also kind of brings brings different feelings in mm -hmm. regards to like how everyone feels in general. Um, cooler weather, so you know the the hot hot girl summer weather is already you know almost yes, gone. Yes, acaba. So now we're getting into the fall foliage, uh, picture est moments that you get. So a lot of it, like say, I would think that the best. My my opinion, when you think of the fallout, you always think of good photos because of the lighting and the sunsets. Sheesh, man. This guy's always thinking about the crafts. He's always thinking about the crafts. Right? Sometimes. <laughs> but have you have you noticed, like, that feeling? Like, the ballet crown actually kicks in in the fall for Austin. Oh, you're talking about that the, the, the sun. The, the, the sunsets are different. Oh, the, yeah. the leaves are hitting different. Yeah. Dude, you just made me think about that. When I think about this time of year, I think about the incoming cold cooler weather yeah i think about fireplaces you know having a little coffee a little wine whatever you, whatever you want to do right next to a fireplace mm -hmm. and just just enjoying and relaxing you know you get a little less sunlight but you got to make that warmth with uh your environment and your family and friends but you know speaking of that man how are you man how are you richie dude i am doing good um, talk to me talk to me about your grind man you my you, grind you're a man who's always <laughs> on the hustle bro so we went to the game on friday Last Friday against LAFC. It was a good game. Busy. And then after that, uh, went to Galveston. My cousin's birthday. Came back on Sunday. Um, hung out with the wife. And Monday was busy doing some stuff. Tuesday, there's actually something cool that happened. Uh, Duke, one of my boys, shout out. He, he put this video together. 
in this live music video. So I hope them get it together. Um, and that's for La Murga. So it's going to come out. And whenever it comes out, I'm going to share, share like the whole like link for it so you guys can check it out but it looks pretty badass just with the raw footage and how he came out and dude i'm so excited that whatever whatever duke and, and la murga and, and your whole cast of creatives are making man every, everything that y'all put out i'm sure it's gonna be great mm-hmm. i'm excited to see it especially um just knowing that uh like the masterminds behind it you got people like you and duke working behind it i know it's gonna be fire man but dude i actually we got labor day coming up mm-hmm. and uh I asked what you, are your plans? <laughs> I asked you, what are your plans? And, you know, I expected Richie, just knowing Richie, I expected him to be like, well, I got to go do this photo shoot, and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to go Galveston. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to go to the game. And he, he actually said he's going to do nothing. Dude. And and it it was surprising. Like, I wanted to say, good for you, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting some rest, man. Dude, I'm going <laughs> to literally... Take a good nap, long nap. We'll probably go eat, you know, a brunch one of those days. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But my whole goal is going to be to just relax, relax. Now, that's good, man. And, uh, you know, on the subject of rest, you know, we live in that grind culture. So mm-hmm. we don't really talk about rest too much. But one one thing that stood out to me, you know, through through the socials and stuff, you know, um, this guy named Ben Mir uh, from At System Sunday, he posted something about uh, different types of rest. Um you know, we all think of rest as like physical rest, you know, mm-hmm. sleeping. Uh, but there's actually seven other types of rest, or there's seven types of rest that he talks about that uh, could avoid burnout. Because you know, mm-hmm. the more the more we grind, the more things we take on, uh, the more at risk we are to actually be uh, cutting ourselves like short, like mm-hmm. cutting ourselves short from our from our family and friends, and feel burnt out and and lash out in certain ways. So, of course, we all know about physical rest. You know, sleeping seven hours, taking power naps. Um, but there's also like mental rest, you know, like writing down lists, uh, writing down your to do's, Mm -hmm. um, kind of separating work and life and, and taking a break from problem solving. That's like a mental rest right there. Another way is to meditate. I'm huge on meditation, dude. I got this app, the head headspace app. Okay. It's something that I regularly do. Um, and just what it is, it's, it's an app on your phone that Mm -hmm. leads you through some guided meditation. It's really helped me to kind of calm down, uh, you know, uh, ease my anxieties and, and go throughout tough times throughout my life. And I've had this app for about a year now. So, um, I highly recommend it. If you, if you want to look into it, there's a trial, um, you can do it for like seven days, but y'all should check that out. So I was looking at the, the, you know, the Twitter or the, the stuff you sent. And one thing that I noticed is the active rest. Sorry. And that one's, I'm huge in that. Um, right. so anytime I, you know, we, we both, you know, stay pretty physically active, Mm-hmm. We both, you know, try to get a good training done during the week. But if there's one thing that I learned um, through this program that I did during the the pandemic is in the past I would work out like powerlifting, and I'll get a good warm up and a good workout. But after the workout, I would not do any sort of cool down. Mm. So. Cool down, a lot of it is just stretching. A lot of it is just, right. you know, small motions and just grinding on that stretching so you can let your joints readjust and you can, you know, let your, 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 your t- like muscle tissues realign to, you know, so whenever you, you, you come the next day, you don't feel that sore. And not, not because of the soreness part, but because of the recovery part. And I started doing this, this, um, uh, this program, which actually, uh, 
the one that came up with that program, he might be a guest in the future. Ooh, I'm excited. It's a huge name yeah. uh, in the fitness industry in, in Austin. Uh, Just a little sneak peek. So hopefully that, that works out well. So anyways, basically what you do is after you work out, the, the programs are 10 minutes warm-up, 20-minute workout, like going hard, and then 10-minute cool-down. But those cool-downs, you touch every part of your body from up to bottom. So, and he was saying in the active rest and recovery, that's important because you don't want to, like, end up, you know, like, say, whenever whenever you're giving yourself love back, you're starting to, you know, put money back in your account from withdrawing after you worked out. So that makes sense. So I started implementing that for myself. And I would say in that and yoga once a week, if there's one thing that, that I would recommend anyone that, you know, that has, you know, like uh, a thing where, how can I get some rest? Maybe you, don't, you can't afford to get eight hours of sleep or you can't afford to, you know, to sit down or, or whatever. A good stretching, a good yoga session would always be a, a good, a good uh, way to get some active rest from my side. No, that's, that's great stuff. And, and, you know, like maybe when I was 18, you know, 19, I, I could go play soccer, work out, and then not not warm yeah. up, not cool down, and like nothing. But now, you know, I'm 31 years old. It's, it, it, the recovery process, it takes a little time. Mass, yeah. Yeah, and you wake up with a little bit more pain. So that stuff you're hitting on is super important, mm-hmm. man. So on the on the next subject of rest, you got the social rest. And it's mm-hmm. something that I think we're very, that we, we, we do quite often, especially with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So just evaluating your relationships, you know, spend time with people who give you energy. Mm-hmm. And spend less time with people who drain no. your energy. Yeah. So who who would you say like gives you energy, and who would you say drains you? Uh, oh, give shit. names now. <laughs> now he's nah, asking for receipts. Guys, ah, receipts dude, nah. Nah. <laughs> So like my, my wife gives me the most energy yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. If you if you if you know her, like she's just like a, a ball of sunshine, a ball of energy, and mm-hmm. just like constantly um, active. And it could be from physically active to mentally to active. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm a I'm a big couch potato. I could be on the couch watching netflix binging all day but she's like no we gotta go we let's go do something let's mm-hmm. go hike let's go uh walk around the neighborhood let's go let's go to the gym so mm-hmm. she definitely gives me a lot of energy man so i love her to death that's good uh, man. that's one of the many reasons and who drains me mm. let's see who drains me mm. definitely people at work certain pe- yeah. i'm not gonna say any names but we all have those people at work that mm-hmm come in with a shitty attitude mm-hmm. or um you know first last one's in first one's out not committed or just come in with a well another day in this paradise but they say it in such a shitty tone that yeah. you know like, like they're not appreciating where they're at yeah yeah and i'm like dude we're working on an, at an amazing place mm-hmm. building the austin skyline doing incredible work it doesn't matter if your project is super huge or super small you're part of this like Beautiful thing, beautiful company, but right. I mean, everybody has their own in- individual uh, struggles going on. So you can't. I, I'm not gonna. I don't throw hate on, the, on on those types of people, but it de- it definitely does drain me if mm-hmm. I'm not careful. If I'm not mm-hmm. like, hey man, miss me with that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. For me, I would say maybe Twitter. Oh, Twitter! Good. That's, that's the one that I one. So, I cannot. I cannot, social media. Uh, Very I mean, draining. anything that like say when anything that like helps me gives me energy is pretty much anyone that I I'm surrounded with personally, you know. And social media wise, like people on Instagram, I rarely you know get into it with people and fight with them. But in social media part, just Twitter is one that like I'd rather just stay away from it. 
Uh, just because it, I and everybody has opinions, I yeah. get that. But the whole, you know, people are taking it too far to bring, like, for their advantage to bring someone down. It's kind of like, nah, bro. So can't. basically, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, actually, it's it's a, a, opinions are a responsibility as a gift that we get, especially when we can speak it in a in a in a country that you know the First Amendment is about. Your freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. So it's a responsibility. Like say, and it's not a thing where, you know, you, you got to take advantage of it. Like, Yeah. I'm glad you brought up social media, man, because uh, that brings us to the next one. Sensory rest. Mm-hmm. The modern individual is overstimulated. Mm-hmm. So a way to get that rest of, from the overstimulation is taking a break from social media. Turn mm-hmm. off the notifications. Uh, just limit things, you know, like, you know, rest and, you know, relaxing environments soothing music you know light up a little candle too. get a little romantic with yourself you know what i'm saying but mm. <laughs> it's just funny man because like i learned this a long time ago yeah i turned off like so many notifications on my phone because one thing that i hate that kind of overstimulates me is the amount of notifications we have throughout the day get at work lot. yeah i already have the ding 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 on my phone if i can if i can turn it off i'm like if it's important someone's gonna call me and yeah, I, I get a lot of shit from my family and my friends and, and people that work with me. They're like, dude, you never answer my texts. I'm like, you never answer. I'm like, dude, call me. <laughs> and if I don't answer your call, I'll return your call. I think that's I'll how return we, your call. I think that's how we communicate now. We just call each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rarely text. We just call like, hey, bro, we doing this. Like, R- R- Richie, Richie hits me with that, can you talk? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm all like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Richie's late. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, like I yo. But that one, I would say one thing that I that I like to do in, in that uh, that that part is cut my hair, like, and and I could say in that hour that I spent cutting my hair, that's like the perfect uh, way to just mute everyone and just focus on you know getting this clean. Oh yeah. I dude. mean, there's not much hair to get clean, but something you know. Hey man. You're always looking sharp, though. Yeah, I try always to, looking man. sharp. It's for the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> so just to round out the rest portion, man, you got the emotional rest, mm-hmm. you know, stay, spending time with people that are authentic. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. like like you, man. Honestly, you're, Sometimes. You, you, you keep it real. So I love spending time with you and a lot of the guests we've had here and some of my close my close buddies, you know, like Alexis, Ramiro, and, and many, many other guys like Uzi. Like, I like spending with people who, are, who just keep it real, mm-hmm. all right? And just to round out the rest, you got the creative rest. This is probably one of my favorites, and I think for sure one of your favorites. Appreciate beauty in any form, whether natural or human created. Mm-hmm. So you got natural, you got nature, you got oceans, you got forests, and human created. It's like visiting a museum or art festival or a game at Q2 Stadium. You know, yeah. it's a human created environment that, although it doesn't seem so restful, your spirit rests because it's it's part of this energy, it's part of this vibe. You know, it's inspiring watching our team do a result like they had against LAFC, which we'll get into later. That four to one, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, man, dude. So here's one important thing about that creative rest, whether it's by human or by uh, by you know nature. I think yesterday's was a good example of us just worrying about that specific thing, not anything else, but just. 20,000 people in a stadium worried about whether it's going to rain, are we going to play or not. But just focus on that aspect. Everybody was having a good time. You know, you didn't see people getting mad. There are some that, you know, they have kids and they ended up just leaving early because of the kids and going to school. But another thing that I want everybody that's listening to this to understand is 
you, we we're blessed one to to have a team here in in Austin, and I'm going to continue to reiterate that aspect of it's a blessing to be able to come to a stadium and afford to come to a stadium and, and afford to watch a game live. Just especially you know the for for the sport that you love, we have to always think of yes. There's some shit that's always going to happen. But at the end of the day, like, you have to remember that anything you do in that stadium, it's a blessing to be there. I mean, it's a blessing to to be surrounded by 20,000 people that are singing the same song. I mean, you might have a hundred, a couple hundred that are not, you know, they're going for the other team. But the fact that you're there, the fact that you're in that space, like, you have to be very appreciative because not, not, not a lot of people can have that. Well said, Richie. And, and yeah, just to build on that creative rest man like honestly what we've created here otra por favor and 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 having that privilege and opportunity to create this this bond between listener viewer mm-hmm. and us is something special something that we don't take for granted you know we've had a, we've had a lot of great times here and we wish to continue to to grow and build and and anytime we have someone come to us with uh questions thoughts or suggestions or or even comments you know like we love that shit. Yeah, we we love that shit, it. and and we appreciate y'all. So, um, yeah, dude. So now, thank you for coming to my TED talk. You know, my stolen TED talk <laughs> of rest. But uh, nah, dude. You know who I hope doesn't get rest? Who I hope is not resting? As shitty as that sounds, El Tata. El Tata. And uh, all the selections. Well, he just came back from the, a vacation, so he got all that rest. He got he, enough he rest. He, so now you gotta so, you gotta work. So let, let's talk about the World Cup Qatar twenty twenty two for La Selección. Mm-hmm. These are the facts. In 80 days, probably a little bit less from when this posts, the World Cup starts. Mm-hmm. Those are the facts, all right? What's our expectations as fans? The Selección is really good at, at marketing, at, mm-hmm. at making money. Right. Uh, going on big tours here in the U.S. and selling out stadiums and selling beer and and uh, just giving us some type of hope and relief that they can they can perform well or they can do something special. Mm-hmm. Even more when they come with merch drop or kit drops like the ones we just saw. We're talking about the the uh, jersey, the visiting kit. It's like that that cremita, cremita. with uh, the uh, the Aztec patterns. Something that I hadn't seen that type of style since uh, probably the, the ninety eight. Yeah, and then a little bit with a with the black black jersey that had a little bit in the background. Well, well, even even um, so that one, and then the. Last year's World Cup, the white one with stripes, right. that was actually clean. I think with with uniforms, when you have a white color like this one with patterns, it's always good to add a contrast with dark shorts. And they did that very good with this uniform. But what I'm saying, yeah, they, they did a great job. They got good people, good yeah. creators working. But what I'm saying is that it fills us with the type of like, oh, my God, I got to buy that. Yeah. They won't get apoyar and you're yeah, like yeah. excited. But then you get to, that was the expectation. And mm-hmm. then you get to the reality. And the reality is that yesterday Mexico played against Paraguay mm-hmm. in Atlanta and lost 1-0. Mm-hmm. They had 73% possession. Um, they had 23 shots, mm-hmm. 7 on target. Statistically dominated this game, 85% passing, um, 10 corners, but 0 goals. Paraguay, master efficiency. Probably not the most beautiful football, most beautiful game, but mm-hmm. they had two shots, one on target, one goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it? How, how does this make you feel, Richie? Dude, I think Goles and Amores in Mexico 
no ha metido gol. You know, we haven't seen a goal from them. Um, like, one good example is, it's a, what happened in 2018. We were in a very similar scenario with Aiden score. But at the end of the day, what really, what's really going to matter is the World Cup. I think that's where you have to literally just try to push through. Like, how long can you, you know, hold everything you're doing just to that World Cup moment? Because it, nothing's going to matter until you actually, you know, go in there. And what, what, like, say, for example, like right now, we can beat Paraguay 4-0, right? In this amistoso, we get all hyped up. We're all amped already. We get to the World Cup. Y perdemos, nos golea Argentina. Mm-hmm. And we went from feeling badasses to, like, feeling like like crap. So now, with, you know, with what's going on right now is the we have low expectations. And with low expectations in a team like Argentina, Mexico se crece. Now, it's unfortunate because they're doing all these tours. And at the end of the day, la raza paga su dinero. I mean, there's people like, say, If Mexico was playing in Dallas, some of us will go drive to Dallas and come back the same night. Same in, in Atlanta. People go from Charlotte, from, from other places, three, four-hour drive, go to the game, and then come back home. It's unfortunate for everybody that goes. And I, and I think what I'm trying to get is just, like, everything should always just matter as, you know, when we play the World Cup. And we cannot take friendlies uh, too serious. But we do have to understand, like, say – Not the result part, but what I'm trying to get is, like, say, the efficiency and the, how the team is actually uh, gluing in together. Right. So how are they preparing themselves mentally? Because right now they're, like, going in the uphill battle, which is good. Like, I'd rather go uphill battle than have this, like, high peak, and then you go down. Um, there's talent, but it's just... There's there's a lot of very variables that are affecting this team, in my opinion. Like I don't think just the goal is one thing. I think there's several other things. Yeah, and, and and the frustration seems to boil over with a lot of the fans. You know, with uh, a, a lot of Tata out, a lot of uh, Fuera Tata. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's it, we're we're less than 80 days from the World Cup, and and you know that would be that would be super super harmful to to the to the uh, to the squad, in my opinion. Yeah, um, really. You're just hoping that that something clicks and that uh, they start having some efficiency uh, with the opportunities that they do have because you know you, they create you, a lot. Yeah, you're creating a lot. You just have to. You, you, we need a nine. We need a we need a true nine, and it's yeah. something that we've uh, we've been lacking ever since uh, probably since Raúl Jiménez. Um, he got that injury. Yeah, yeah. But even before Raúl got injured, he wasn't. He wasn't uh, truly. He wasn't he was truly number nine. Lot, yeah. yeah. And we needed someone like maybe Peralta. Yeah. Borghetti, uno que, even Chicharito, but I think Chicharito, was, he burned a lot of bridges. He did. Uh, and I would not want hey, him in the, in the, in the, in the selección now. Like, that man's been clowning, dude. I, did you see the 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 little clip of him against Toronto? Yeah. He se le acercó este, uh, Bob, este Bradley uh-huh. and some other players and... He just fa- he just completely flopped and faked an injury. Like to me, that's embarrassing, dude. Like it's, it's I, I understand uh, a player tackling you and you like doing a little something more to sell you, it. You can't, but yeah. I understand that to an extent. Mm-hmm. But when you just flop out of the nowhere when someone comes up to you, that's, that's some bullshit, bro. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you're you're pulling the Cecilio, and Cecilio is one of the players that I. You have to know how to flop. There's the one thing like <laughs> when you score, like when you score. I didn't say I'm angry. Ah, <laughs> so here's one thing like when you score 
there's one player that knew how to flop very well and still like you know en el partido y metía gol y todo. We talking about flopping. El cuartón blanco. Oh. <laughs> Pero también le pegaban, le pegaban. Yeah. He would flop, but he would be a, a player que, te, que era eficiente y te metía un gol. And like say Chicharito, Cecilio Domínguez, those type of players, it's like dude, like you're a crybaby for doing that, you know. No te están pegando, they barely touch you. Y ya te estás cayendo. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know, like, it's a toxic thing, you know. Uh, I'm glad we don't have either or here, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that's not a problem we have. I mean, Mexico is different, but. Yeah, I never thought we'd talk about flopping on the pod, but I guess it's good. Um, I'm actually a horrible flopper. Anytime I've tried to flop, it looks like. Uh, I nah, don't know. dude, you, uh, it's, hard for, it's, it's hard for someone to flop you because you're going to get them back. Yeah. And, and I know, like, say, physically. They cannot bring you down. Like you're, you're, you'll get them. Like say, I've never seen you fall. Even if they hit you, like, you know, that's one thing that you have. Get <laughs> te la pelan. Nah, man, it's good times. But um, yeah, hopefully with the selection something clicks, man. Because uh, it's just concerning the lack of goal output and the World Cup being so close. Mm -hmm. um, but you know who's actually scoring right now? Henry, uh, Henry Martin. Oh uh, yeah. So, yes, he's having he's having a and a I don't think he he uh I don't think he was called to this game. I don't think so either. But his his uh his goals are really Henry Martin scoring and then este Santi Jimenez. Santi Jimenez, so, that's true. So that that I was I mean I tell you, dude, some players in in the like before the World Cup se van a levantar and they're gonna give you like the best version of themselves. Yeah, obviously and this is too. Obviously this this squad that played you got. You got uh, Kevin Alvarez, Cesar Montes, mm -hmm. Angulo, Gallardo, Rodriguez, Romo, Chavez. And up top, you have Atuna, Alvarado, in the mm -hmm. centro, and Vega on the left. Um, maybe these aren't the, all the starters because they mm -hmm. don't have the, the Europeans kind of mixed in here. Yeah, but, yeah. but still, you know, like you expect a little more. Um, and, and like you said, Henry Martin is, is producing goals and not mm -hmm. being called up. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, that, that is worth mentioning and hopefully – uh, the reality meets our expectations of Mexico, mm -hmm. and they can they can get to that that famous game, the, yeah, one, the, the, the one that haunts us. I hate that that that's a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, dude, I, hate I, th that, I think I, I hate that people say we no más que lleguen al quinto partido. Yeah, I, I think we can't everybody. we can't base our expectations on on one face. Yeah, we have to base our expectations on how high, like the highest we want to go to. Yeah, even though like say. Pero lo que quieres, lo que te quieres imaginar tiene que ser con lo que va a ser tu realidad. And you also got to do it. Like, you can't just imagine it. You got to do it. And, and the thing is, like, like, say there was a team at Denmark last year, last World Cup. Then, uh, which, um, was it Iceland? Not, not Iceland. I think it was, uh, was it Denmark or Switzerland that they ended up going pretty far. Russia went far. Russia went far. And literally, like I would say, we probably have similar teams, mm. but it's just we have to put ourselves in those scenarios. Like we have to understand, like we just have to know how to compete. Like, it's the mentality. We it's, have to. It's know. the composure. It's the belief. It's the confidence. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't mean to get all Ted Lasso. I'm not gonna fucking put believe and hit it up here. But um, yeah, le falta, le falta el jugador. Yeah, I mean, you, you come in, and, and, and the thing is, like, a lot of these players llegan derrotados because of all the bullshit that happens. Hey, man. So, it, it's, uh, no, there's... The, the Mexican national squad is, I can't imagine the pressure, because 
Mexico is a huge country with a lot of hopes and dreams and expectations and and desires and 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 you know reflectors on the on the selection. But it also comes like say without with, besides the the national team, and also the fans. Like say yeah. we 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 have to understand as fans. Like we we yes we want the team to do good, but I mean you also have to be good as fans. You know, like do your part, chanting whatever all that stuff. But like if once, like de puto, si te dicen que no lo hagas y lo sigues haciendo, es como que wey. I mean, it's not about like let's say it's not like trying to rebel or anything, but it's just more like entiende, o sea, capta. You you can't, you have to be, you have to trust the process, and you can't just every coach that we have pa fuera porque porque no lo queremos. Like, there's a lot of things I feel like we we have to just I, get better at. I think Michelle Sanchez would say otherwise. She does not like Tata. She wants her. She wants. Her. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Michelle. I'm just no, nah, and I'm not defending Tata. Trust me. I, I think Tata. Tata is you know he's he's a lot of you know a lot of the blame that is going on is because of him, but a lot of it is also you know just like in general like it's not just one person, but I think it's a whole system. Yeah, including the fans. Yeah. All right, man. That's all I got on Mexico. Uh, I think we can go on. I'm to, not done. No, I'm saying that. I think we can go on to uh, La Liga, Premier League. We had a lot. Of, today was actually the deadline for the transfer market, mm -hmm. correct? September first. We had a lot of movement, starting with Barcelona. Man, everybody's ready to watch this crumble, this gamble, this gamble of Barcelona, buying Rafinha from Leeds, mm -hmm. Jules Kunde from Sevilla. Robert Lewandowski from Bayern Munich, Frank Kessie from AC Milan, and uh, Andreas Christensen from Chelsea, mm -hmm. uh, amongst others. So their total transfer market fees uh, for this session of transfers has been $168.3 mm -hmm. million. Dollars. Uh, and so far, La Liga's uh, had three fixtures. Uh, Barcelona comes off of uh, two wins and, and one draw. They're, they got seven points, mm -hmm. third place in the league. Doing pretty good, playing beautiful football, playing confidently. Um, Lewandowski coming off a brace, you know, mm -hmm. doing his thing. And Barcelona looks dangerous. And they look like uh, los jugadores están encajados and they're, they're, they're ready to just play into the, the Chavineta system. And, mm -hmm. and they're doing well. And th they have um, a couple of big games coming up in October. Uh, first one being against Inter Milan for the uh, uh, Champions League group, mm -hmm. which many are, of course, like, I feel like with Barca, everyone is always waiting to just like the crumble. Oh, abajo. let me shoot that meme. Uh, let's yeah. go otra vez in Bayern Munich. Uh, but actually, if I were Barcelona, as a fan, I'm not. I don't. I'm not scared mm -hmm. of them playing these teams. I'm excited for them to play Bayern mm -hmm. Munich because you have the the chance to get rid of those demons, the, like the 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 the, the, the demons in, in in the back of your head that that say you can never beat the team. El fútbol da revanchas. Football gives second chances, right? You have the chance to beat Bayern Munich in the group stage, beat a team like Inter Milan, a mm -hmm. very good squad in the group stage. And you also have the chance uh, later in October to play Real Madrid and uh, meet them al tu por tu with great talent. Mm -hmm. Real Madrid coming off last season's uh, La Liga and Champions League win. A historic, amazing season. And you and Barcelona coming off of uh, you know, you know, getting getting cut, you know, like not making the cut of La Liga, not making the cut of the champions, of falling short of expectations. Mm -hmm. But now they have the chance of of uh, they're they're looking like they're hitting form and they're confident. And I'm excited about these big matches coming up. 
So one is the Real Madrid, the Clásico. That one is might be the same day as a playoff game for Austin FC, if depending on the bracket. So, but it would probably yeah, be earlier, right? Will be yeah, the, the Clásico will be earlier for sure. Um, Entonces, uh, that that's gonna be a peda asegura asegurada. Well, <laughs> I, I have to I have to do pictures, so don't get on tranquila, tranquilo, tranquile. <laughs> um, dude, Barça Barça is it's, I really want them to succeed porque si no lo hacemos con lo que ha pasado con ese equipo dude I don't know what it was going to take for us to bounce back from everything like say we have the coach which is a very good coach we have the players good players now it's just a matter of you know like say Frankie de Jong se quedó that's one player that we oh thought yeah was Frankie de Jong stayed he stayed Abu Meyang he ended up leaving mm -hmm. uh, to Chelsea so, and big changes, uh, like a big change of generations. You you're leaving um, uh, Piqué on the bench, mm -hmm. and uh, este, uh, Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba on the bench. So, so, so that too, and then uh, este Bellerin also came in. Oh, Bellerin! I, 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 I didn't today. mention him. Yeah, they signed him today. Um, right? That's a great move, in that, my opinion. Amazing and it's move. a move that they've been trying to get for a while. Mainly, he's a, I think he's a left back. He's either left or right back. Right, okay. So, that, I mean, that that's good. Because this is the he ended up, you know, not working out for, for the team. No la hizo. No la hizo. Uh, he, he's going to meet AC Milan. Yep. Um, AC Milan on loan. It's, man, they, I just, they's got to, you know, they got to do their work. Now, you got the you got every resource available, in my opinion, to succeed. Now, it's up to you. Um, you got uh, an amazing squad. Uh, you got Dembele. Uh, you got Ansu Fati. And you, got, you got some badass. And, and now here. you're the you are the villain. Edri. Now Edri. you're the villain. Yeah, now you're the villain. Now you're the you know. Well, porque todos here, here's the thing. I I think I think they're the villain. The, of course, Barcelona is the villain now mm -hmm. because everyone saw in what shit financial situation they're in, and they're questioning how the fuck did they make these moves? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're it's it, it it's like a little bit. They can't believe it, and also a little bit of envy, and also like a little bit of uh, just feeling like Barcelona is selling their soul. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean you're you're selling your your you got a big chunk of money. You're gonna have to repay it back eventually. So you're selling you pretty it's, much mortgage. It, like you it, sold your your stadium to to play pay to back Spotify. along with along with other revenue. So you're talking about Spotify Stadium. <laughs> Shout out Spotify. Uh, oh, we, lo we love you because, you know, my we're, boy, we're my, there. My boy Ramiro, he's a big Arsenal fan. He shot me a DM and he's like, I'm going to cancel my Spotify account just so it could be less money for Barca. <laughs> <laughs> Ten bucks less. <laughs> Dude, I don't even pay for Spotify. And we have Spotify in our platform, one of our platforms. So, um, uh, dude. so dude, I just, you know, you got to do the work now. I mean, everything's there. Now you got you to gotta make everything to make everything possible to succeed. Um, and then who left the team this season? Who left the este, team besides Cest, Dest? Uh, Abu oh, Meyang. Abu Meyang was a was kind of a shitty loss, but uh, necessary so that they can sign Kunde, so that they can officially bring him on. Este uh, Arama Traore, he didn't come back. Yeah, they they he was just alone. They, they, they sent it back to uh, Wolves. Mm -hmm. So. Never. Ricky Pooch, he went to LA Galaxy. But that's hey, a, y la está rompiendo. Yeah. Pooch, I mean, but he's, he, he's killing it at Galaxy. So the first, I think one of the first games he did yeah. with LA Galaxy, he put this badass through ball to Chicharito. Mm -hmm. 
right to the middle of the field, and I'm like, oh shit. Adentro, yeah. No, ese sí es de la masia. <laughs> Wait. Pinche <laughs> vato, I thought he was in a, he's like the Sebastián Córdoba de la América, güey. So he was in, you know, be a star, and now they're, they're in like an MLS. He, so he did that badass pass, and then in this last game against Toronto, he scored the, the game that tied. Yeah. It's a golazo. This golazo with his left foot across across the goal, but right, he, you know he, they there was a filtered audios about him talking mess to about everyone in Barcelona. Which I mean, everybody does that too. But you gotta understand, man. Football players, they're knuckleheads, man. They're not they're not the smartest mm-hmm. guys in the world. You know, they get paid to play ball. All Pretty right, much. so they can do. La van a cagar. Yeah, but I mean, maybe um, maybe it was a hot mic. You know, who knows? Maybe. Um, now we got Arsenal. Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, man. They they ended up going to town. Arsenal, man. We have to give credit where credit is due. Um, what Miguel Arteta is doing mm. and what they've done as an organization has been incredible. You know, perfect record, five wins, fifteen points. Currently, first place in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, important fixtures coming up this this uh, Saturday against Man U- my Man United. That's gonna be a good game. So let's talk about their transfers. Who did they bring in? They brought in Gabriel Jesus, mm-hmm. Fabio Vieira from Porto, uh, his Gabriel Jesus from Man City, uh, Zinchenko from Man City, um, and Matt Turner from the New England Revolution, uh, amongst others. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquinhos from Sao Paulo. Marquinhos from Sao Paulo, correct. Okay. So yeah, they spent uh, 145. Point twenty seven million on transfer fees, um, but um, I think they really got it right with Gabriel Jesus and uh, uh, Zinchenko. Man, they've been killing it. They've been playing. The whole squad has been playing amazing. Martinelli, mm-hmm. um, Saka. I saw the first game with my buddy Ernie over there mm-hmm. at the tavern, and it was an incredible environment, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not the type of fan. That's like a hater. Like yeah. just because I go for Man U, I'm you won't not, be hating on. I don't hate know, on any talking squad. shit. Yeah. Just because I go for Barca, I don't be hating on Real Madrid. I, I give credit where credit is due, um, and I got to give credit to Arsenal, man. They've mm-hmm. been killing it. I'm super excited uh, for this game against Man United uh, this this upcoming weekend. But um, they've been playing beautiful football. A lot of goals, uh, compact. You know. Um, Every game, it looks like they're just more and more sure of themselves. Um, so, are they the real deal? That's the question. They have a young squad. It's a, you know, a long term, you know, effect that they have to just take it. Like, you know, the the Liga, the EPL is. They're playing that EPL. They're playing. Uh, well, they're going to be in the FA Cup, and then they're playing La Europa League. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you they, know, honestly, they, they the, got a good the, chance. The, at the Europa League, trophies. Europa League should be a good. Goal to set, like they can, like say, if you have a, a team built as you know with that that depth, they should be able to say lo- like the the lowest you can go is Europa League, um, just because of you know you have a player like Gabriel Jesus and Vieira and Shinchenko, you have to understand that you can't keep going titleless without these good signings. Yeah, but just thinking about their whole journey, you know, how they, um, they've they had the past couple of years, they're, they're standing, you know, mm-hmm. going from somebody that no, 
a team that people didn't take seriously as much, a big team that people uh, would was kind of the butt of jokes to something that now no, people are, yeah. are respecting, giving their flowers. It's nice to see. It's yeah, nice to see. Good. And then, of course, we have the main contenders who, even though Man they're City. in second place right mm-hmm. now, everybody everybody <laughs> talks about Man City like they got th- yeah. th- they already called the Premier League. Man City wins the Premier League five fixtures in, so they're coming off uh, a win win draw win win. They got thirteen points. Um, and they they made some key signings. Mm-hmm. One of them being Erling Haaland from Borussia Dortmund. Um, that was a, Borussia a Dortmund. wasn't that was probably the signing of the summer of this you know transfer window. Oh, it's it, it, it's hard to disagree from that because uh, you look at the output that this uh, that this I want I don't know what I, I would like say a robot pro- or like, a monster like he's kind of both. Yeah, he's I mean projection wise the you the the age the. I mean, Keating, they didn't spend over a hundred million on him. They spent sixty six. Yep. So that's a good deal for what they got. So now it's like great deal. Like, I mean, how much do did Barcelona spend on bullshit? You know, transfers. No pasa nada. So, dude, I would say this one right here is gonna be a for them as a low key long term investment where they're gonna make money back if and they ends up working out well. And long term, I think the short term is paying off immediately, man. This guy's coming off of mm-hmm. two back to back hat tricks. You know, mm-hmm. not many can say that. Um, I don't know how many. I think he has like nine goals right now or mm-hmm. something like that. He's on track for like a 76 goal season. Uh, this guy's scary. The whole team is the whole like Man City always is going to play the style of football that's going to create chances yeah. over and over again. The missing piece was that nine. They finally have that with Erling Haaland. So now mm-hmm. it looks like they have all the necessary pieces for for Pep to, to achieve what's been unachievable the, the for champions. him. The champions. But I don't know, man. Man City always finds a way to choke. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see what happens, man. I'm excited. Big fixtures for them. Uh, man United in October and Liverpool in October as well. Mm. I'm excited for those. Um, Speaking of Man United, let's. I'm just gonna talk about them because we were talking about bullshit transfers. They know these motherfuckers know how to. They, spend, have, they know how to spend money. No, and here's they got they got three good players. I mean, <laughs> este Anthony from Ajax. Yep, a very good player. Casemiro, sólido en la defensa en la media, contención, and Lisandro Martinez. I mean, Lisandro Martinez is not a, a very. Um, the chapis. Yeah, he's not a very like five foot nine. He's not a very como que un jugador rentable, like a, not very like well-known player, but that guy is solid. And I think for what Man, C- Man United is looking for at the moment, he's a perfect fit. Um, que no sea una estrella, pero que sea que sea. Well, let me, I'll, I'll, let me tell you about Martinez, man. Um, he had a lot of shit those first two games. Mm-hmm. Um, the English, the English media, and, and 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 just the press and the social media in general, they're really just looking for a for a scapegoat. Yeah. So those first two games where where Barcelona lost against Brentwood, you know, four uh, zero, mm-hmm. they had some horrible errors. But if you looked at at the feeds, they weren't talking so much about the Gea. They were talking more about how Lisandro Martinez is never going to make it as a center back in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He responds with a game against Liverpool playing a shutout game like mm-hmm. an amazing game where he did some touchline saves he did some key tackles he was winning duels like he was 
he was everywhere, man. It seemed like uh, he played. He definitely played to prove everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. And ever since that game, he's looked a lot more sharp. Um, benching Maguire was key. Bringing mm-hmm. in Baran, you know, giving us that height because Desandro yeah. obviously is short. You need that that balance of height. Yeah, yeah. there. And also uh, benching um, uh, the left back. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now, but and bringing in uh, this new signing, Tyrell Malasia. Malasia. From uh, Feyenoord, um, amazing! Like he's playing with a lot of energy and a lot of heart. He's a young, he's a young guy, um, trying to make himself a permanent starter on the squad, mm-hmm. and he's doing really well. He looked, he looked great today against uh, um, against Leicester, Leicester City. So, mm-hmm. Man United got shat on the first two, the first two weeks of the of the Premier League they uh, lost by, two by everybody. They yeah. lost two in a row in in horrible fashion. Uh, no one understood how they were going to turn it around. Mm-hmm. But look, they're sitting on a three-win streak, nine points, fifth place in the league, uh, big game against Arsenal. I think, I think the win against Liverpool was super unexpected yeah. and a turning point uh, for this early in the season. And I hope for them to continue that momentum against Arsenal. Arsenal is an amazing squad, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, con que le den un buen partido, just give them a good game. I'll be happy. I'll be happy. You know, dude. Um, they also have uh, Christian Eriksen. Yeah, he's he's came you know back. back in like you know like in a, in a big team came back he's from good, the dead. Good to see him literally, you know, he's good to see him back. Yes, um, I, I think I think I I I'm it's gonna be an exciting Premier League this season as always, but I feel like it was a renewed. Uh, it um, it feels like a renewed Premier League. Yeah, um, that's that's what I take. Uh, young players, a lot of young players are being signed. Lisandro Martinez, he looks old, but he's still pretty young. I think he's like twenty four, twenty five. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. looks solid. <laughs> but but no, like you know, the reason why I was uh, cause I like playing like say with Ajax in in FIFA, <laughs> and Lisandro in the pictures, he looks like he's thirty. But he's actually I saw his age. I'm like, man, how does he? He's touch out We did we did not mention Casimiro. Casimiro was a huge signing. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually start he um he he got subbed in today mm-hmm. against Leicester City. Looked. Okay, he's still looking like he's adjusting uh, to the team, but I'm confident that he's going to be uh, a great addition um, to Man to Man United. Um, and it, it's it's a type of player that they really needed, someone with with heart, with garra that, mm-hmm. that's going to give. Wait, es que Casemiro te da otro defensa. See, sí. that, that's literally what it, what it is. I mean, you can bring Casemiro in between este Baran y Lisandro, y ahí tienes una sólida un sólido triángulo. Yeah, he's a good contención. He's a good midfielder. He comes from uh, pedigree, from championship pedigree, off from Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny they they asked him the question of, uh, "Is he gonna feel? Does he feel bad missing out on the Champions League?" And he kind of laughed it off and said, "Well, I got five. <laughs> Which yeah. is, it kind of sounds douchey, but at the same time, it's you like you got five. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, the man spoke facts, yeah. and uh, I think uh, he came here. He got he got his bag. The motherfucker getting paid. Same thing with Anthony." That motherfucker's getting paid. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think that the, they're good additions. And uh, more key, I think Anthony's going to play into this team because of his uh, his familiarity with Ten Hagen mm-hmm. um, coming from Ajax um, and, and implementing his system and style of play. Well, Ten Hagen was the, the coach that made Haja, Ajax beat Real Madrid in 2019, I believe. Um, Who was the possibly. coach? Because... There's a key right there. 
if you're bringing in two players that you know very well, like it's going to be easier for them to come through and, and amalgamar. Um, for sure. Th that's one thing that I'm like, now I'm thinking, this is like, when I see este Lisandro and, and I see Ant Anthony and Ca Casemiro, he comes in knowing Baran and knowing Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. That's true. You have, and now it's a grand sociedades where you don't have a lot of players that have never played with each other in the same team. Now you have players that have played each other and understand each other. And it's a lot easier. What I'm saying from this Man United squad, man, is están más encajados. They're more mm -hmm. into, the, into the game. They're, they're kind of have discovered their identity. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Sancho playing amazing football now, getting getting more goals, mm -hmm. uh, more opportunities. You got Ronaldo coming off the bench. Un, un cambio de lujo um, that almost scored a badass Chilena today, but no mm salió. -hmm. Uh, um, although he may not like it, although Luke Shaw may not like it, yeah. um, Harry Maguire may not like it, to me, it's good that they're on the bench because you have to start giving these young or newer newer, newer signings the opportunity mm -hmm. to show what they have. And obviously, it's shown in the, in the results. So, yeah, dude, I'm excited against this game against Arsenal. But, man, you know what? Let's bring it home, baby. Yeah, before we go home, let's take a quick break because uh, I have to go let the dog out. <laughs> <laughs> we beat LAFC. What? 4-1. to You talking about the number one team in the Western Conference? In, the, in, in the whole MLS? De todo, según que de equipo. Dude, it was um, – I, I wanted FC to, uh, Austin FC to win. Este, I was like, you know what? A two to one is going to be good. Pero you can tell quien no quería más. Austin FC wanted this win more Hell than yeah. LAFC wanted the win. And I don't know if, I don't know if what's, going, what's going on or what's, what's going to happen to LAFC's roster. Pero se sienten divididos. I noticed that from Chorundolo before the game. Uh, I was walking by, and you, you can always tell the coach when he's just like not, not you know, satisfied about something. How could you tell? You saw his butt cheeks clenched? He, he, yeah, that. <laughs> and then he was just, I mean, he has a serious demeanor, but you can always tell, like, there's something off. And this team has something off. Damn. Um, fucking Richie Walter Mercado over here, dude. Watch, <laughs> here's a, like in LA and then Austin FCs, even after they lose, se sienten unidos. Yeah, and then LAFC estaban, estaban muy separados, muy distanciados. Um, you can see it through the game. In my opinion, este, I don't know what, what's going on in LAFC, pero they, they there's. And then someone actually made a good point. I'm like, say LAFC, whenever they're getting close to the end of the season, they crumble. And I, I noticed that, and you know what, actually, that does make sense because you bring in someone like Bell, you bring Cellini in, I mean, you, you already have Bella. He, he, like, just to bring players like that, the expectation of having someone like Bell in a team and what he can do, but he hasn't done, it's it going to affect him more. Kind of like what happened with este Herrera con, con Houston Dynamo. Yeah, so there's a really famous picture uh, with Bale playing a game for Wales. Mm -hmm. He has the Wales flag, and it has his priorities. Mm -hmm. What I think are his priorities. It said, um, it said, Wales, yeah, golf, Real Madrid in that order, and that's when he played with Real Madrid. So I now now yeah. I, now I think his priorities are Wales, golf. Golf and, and LAFC. LAFC. Yeah, I think that's like how his priorities stack up. 
And um, I think he he definitely looked like a like a player who was uncomfortable in the heat, in the humidity, and in the atmosphere. He looked like he was in Nick Lima's pocket. So hey, now credit to, credit to I'm gonna right give here. a um, now that, now <laughs> going to that Nick Lima. You can say whatever you want about him not being shut the best. Shut up the haters. Pero even Laura Gallo, he her comes up. through. He comes through. Like say, uh, and a lot of people in, in in the beginning of the season they were saying Nick Lima should be benched and the one that should be starting should be Jimenez. Uh, yeah, I can see why. I mean, but Nick Lima defensively. Now, now when it comes to like say for example another game against um, like Seattle. I mean, not Seattle, Portland. We're gonna talk next. He's a player that needs just needs, it's one one game to recover mentally. Y luego viene tres, cuatro partidos y partidazos que se echa. Um, or, you know, pretty regular, consi- consistent work. But the way he shut down Bell, and my boy, I'm going to actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask my friend um, Zach Lyons to give me the picture of he, he uh, and we're going to put it here. So you, you can just see the amount of, um, the amount of, what was that, what was that one word? Um, not competency, but the amount of, Ex, not excitement, but there's this one word that I'm there's on top of my my tongue, but I can't remember. But you can see Lima's eyes compared to Bell's, and you can see Bell chasing like or getting pretty much pushed out by este Lima. The Lima intensity. boxed him out. The intensity. You can see how Lima just boxed Bell out. You know, from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Who would have thought, man? Who would have thought before this game? Before this game, we had the preview uh, with La, La Poderosa Radio Digital, and mm-hmm. and uh, my prediction was not not that great. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a tie or a loss. I, I was very uh, concerned about mm-hmm. what they would do against LAFC, and, and shame on me for not believing in our in our verdes. Shame no, on, I mean, we, everybody shame, has, has no, a... Shame on me. No, like, yeah. nah, I'll, I'll take it on the chin, man, because yeah. they... They came out and they they fucking surprised the hell out of me. But it, honestly, it's I a ballot. It's a ballot uh, point everybody was making. But, but it, the thing about the the squad, they love when when people doubt them. They they love it. They, they fucking love it, that. dude. It's like the uh, fucking, Uruti, you know. Yeah, Uruti. Um, uh, Ring, you know, the Martins, Martins. Felipe Martins, he always I mean, tweets yeah. like, "Keep doubting us, keep, keep doubting us." Yeah. That's the thing in the squad; like, it builds them. Like, they almost have to dig themselves into a hole mm-hmm. in order to climb out and, and say, "I'm alive, I'm alive, and I'm gonna destroy mm-hmm. you." Um, but man, dude, Nick Lima uh, had an amazing game. Put in a solid, solid cross to uh, to Ruti on his uh, on his first uh, first goal. Uh, mm-hmm. Austin's second goal after the um, the amazing Diego Fagundes uh, free kick after that Dude. that run by Sebast- Sebastian Driussi. Now um, another another reason why I'm I'm pretty sure that there's gonna be a statue of Fagundes and Driussi outside of the Q2 in the near future. There's already a statue of Diego Fagundes in my heart, bro, because that dude. <laughs> there's a tattoo of Diego Fagundes in my body. Don't tell me where. I'm gonna uh, tell you where. That, that, that's for the that, that's only for the OnlyFans. <laughs> no, that's be... only for the OnlyFans. <laughs> nah, dude, I was I, I was super pumped at this game. I, I got to uh, see it with a few of my uh, uh, good friends visiting from Dallas. Mm-hmm. We got to show them what a true supporter section is. Uh, they've been to many many Frisco games, and they tell me, you know what they said. I I dressed them in verde. I taught them the chants. Yeah. And we went out there. You know what they said? I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> I've never seen anything oh, like this good. out then. If they if if Frisco had anything like this it would be crazy but 
it's nothing. It's nothing compared to what y'all have. And, and he was surprised and he, w- he was enjoying it. And by the end, he was a verde. That's good. <laughs> El Rigo. Shout otro out to Rigo. Otro convertido. <laughs> yeah. um, dude, it's, man, it, it was enjoyable. Um, I mean, in every aspect, like when you're capturing a picture of moment or anyone, it's just the excitement of people. There's times like when we're tired or we're losing, it's hard to get people's reaction. And you don't want to capture someone like looking down or looking like, say, they're frustrated because you don't want to be like clowning. Like, you, know, you don't want to make it seem like it's, you're clowning on someone, you know? What? You're telling me you're not going to put some clown music over any of the pictures you're going to put? Like, I'm not like Jorge Torrado. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, like, and there's one thing, like, say, it's easier whenever you have a game like this, everybody's celebrating and everybody's, you know, everybody's winning. So, it's one of those that everybody just had a good night. And everybody hey, walked out with a smile. Hey, but to, to talk on on Matokayo's video, you know, he he clown he clown Julio Cascante. But do you think Julio Cascante didn't see that shit and was like, okay. "I'm gonna show that motherfucker and people who 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 are liking this what the hell?" It yeah, means of course, to be he has Julio to, Cascante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an amazing game. It's completely solid in the back. You know, almost almost shut out uh, LAFC with Gabrielson. Um, that back line, Nick Lima, Gallagher, they played amazing, dude. They played an amazing game. But almost, you have to, like, Stuver, and, almost a and someone, someone made a good point. Like, whenever Cascante was in, he he was not the starter for for Austin FC from the beginning. He was the bench player. The starters were supposed to be este Beisler and Romagna. El Centro Romagna. And, and so, okay, you know, this happened with, with Cascante, right? We never said... Cascante was the super mega star, like Abel, like a Pique, like uh, a Baran. Van Dyke. Van Dyke. We never said he was going to be that type of player. And I think, like, say, if we would have said that about Cascante, then any any more reason why, you know what, you can have more opinion on him. But he's, you have to, whenever, like, say, for example, there's some stuff that Cascante struggles with. There's some stuff that you struggle with that I struggle with, but at the end of the day, it's it's the the long term hustle. Okay, a couple of bad you know mistakes that have costed us. That's fine, you know. It's not fine. I mean, we got scored on, but uh, you have to look at the long term like picture, and you can't just look at a couple of mistakes that has happened because there's other times that he's been the one that comes out better. He comes out, you know, like. Se ve más, más este confiado. He understands the line with, with este Gabrielson. And they're both not the fastest players either. They're both pretty tall and not the fastest. But they have a good a good um, way to combine themselves in the back line next to Lima and next to este Gallagher. Um, so it, it can't just be, uh, oh, you know, Cascante, this is one thing that he's doing wrong or several things he's doing wrong. Yes. But what about the other times where he, you know, he's he pretty much ended up doing a good job, considering his, you know, like it's gonna sound harsh, but like this, his limitations of not being the mega superstar that you know, like where everybody criticizing him, but he's not like he's not a baran, he's not a player that elite player like that. So we just gotta, you know, yes, he has some mistakes, but we can't be. Crapping on them like that, like yeah, so. you gotta adjust your standards. And there's a way to criticize players um, in a respectful manner. But look, man, this is this is media, man. Like 
you know, the strategies that go behind it, they're not they're not the greatest, they're not the nicest. They're mm-hmm. what's gonna capture attention. And uh yeah, dude, shit like that's gonna capture attention. A little clown video here and there. Fuck it. It's not my style, but it, I mean, it works. It works in, in in some respects. But man, just going back to this team, though, like Austin FC, man, they they really hit it on all cylinders mm-hmm. against LAFC. You could tell probably two two guys who had the greatest matches. One, uh, Urruti mm-hmm. scoring scoring a brace, scoring one with his head, which is hugely important because I don't think he'd scored with his head in a while. Because mm-hmm. um, even his teammates were looking at him, hitting him in the head, and Cascante yeah. was like, "Hey, hey, you scored it with your head, puppy." <laughs> <laughs> but nah, he had an incredible game. And the other one I want to mention is Fagu. Fagu with the free kick, yeah, and with I believe two assists, nine point one rating, incredible. Fagu's stuff in this game was almost telepathic with him and Ruti uh, between him and Drusi. That that triangle. El pase que le pone filtrado a este este Ruti para el tercer gol. That was just that timing, you know. El, el fútbol es de momentos y milimétrico. Just that way to hold it and make the pass. Pero la hizo de tres dedos. It went, like say he could have done it with his left foot, but he ended up doing it with the right. Just a little tap, directito. And you see Urruti coming in, vueltecita y para adentro. Yeah, and speaking of vueltecita para adentro, the fourth goal, probably my favorite, uh, between Fagu and and Drusi, mm-hmm. uh, Fago gets it on the left. He passes it, a nice little through ball into uh, Drusi's run. Drusi turns and completely puts uh, Murillo on his stomach, casi de panzazo. Yeah. And changes it on the keeper, hits that perfect spot in order to, to score that fourth goal that, you know, this is kind of like, this This dude's a league MVP. He's, so He's going to do something special. Uh, another thing about Drusi, Ahorita le están pegando más que antes. Oh, yeah. Like, he's getting hit quite a bit. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got a target on his back, bro. Pero le ves, lo, pero es un jugador que mientras más le pegas y más le das, se levanta. I mean, he's not a, mentally he's just, he enjoys the game so much that he doesn't complain. He doesn't really fight him. He's like, all right, I'm going to get you back, but I'm going to get you back in football. I'm not, I'm not going to get you back, you know, like trying to get you, you know, hit you. Messi style. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so he's not a, like, say, you know, like other players that we had here que le, say que buscan la falta, les pegan y se caen. Este bate le pegas y, yeah, he hurts, pero se levanta y les mete su gol. Yeah, and and speaking on this LAFC team, Like Reina man, said, we want men in this team. Exactly, exactly. Like that promo video said, we're not, we're not show ponies, mm-hmm. we're fucking workhorses. Man, Matthew McConaughey's video, man. Hey, anytime that dude is talking, I just give good vibes. But um, hey, man, I wish you would come around more often, dude. I know, I know. Out. But uh, I was very underwhelmed by the LAFC. I expected more of them, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they didn't show up because uh, credit to, to to Austin FC for shutting them out, shutting up the league, shutting up all Vegas odds, all MLS mm-hmm. Austin FC haters. Um, this was a nationally viewed game. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we really we really proved something to the league, and 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 honestly, uh, I I just have to recall my my buddy uh, my brother in law's uh, tweet uh, ATX Lex at ATX Lex number three. We didn't just beat LAFC; mm-hmm. we destroyed them like no other team before this year. Mm-hmm. Nick Fagu Seba and Maxi all showed out offensively. 
Other teams better be scared if we come out like this against them. As long as we remember how to do it. That's which, another. Which we didn't remember how to do it against Portland. So, Portland. <laughs> Portland, listen. Let's go to the Portland part. Okay, okay. Portland was, I would say, como que, no sé cuando, es cuando whenever you're just, no se te da nada. Yeah. When you're when you go out, you know you think you're gonna have a good night. You know you come all sharp dressed and everything, and de repente, I mean, as a single man, of course, y de repente ni un número te quedaste. That's <laughs> hey, what hey, happened to. Uh, uh, hey, why, why can't it be a single woman? Ladies are getting numbers these days, bro. Well, okay, single. Okay, oh, okay. You're single <laughs> and you're going out and you're, you know you're you're all ready for it. Y de repente nada. But it, but you started all excited, but then something happens que. You you lose you lose your beat in a in a song. That's what happened with with uh with Austin FC. It was a strange strange up, dude. It was upcoming up to the game because a um strange there was night. a there, there was a delay a rain delay. Yeah. Um. How how much did it delay, Richie? Two hours. So Oof. I mean, I would say give or take two hours. So we get there right. Knock is like my wife. My wife and I we went and then we were like we're gonna go early and then. That way we can get a good spot in the supporters because last time we couldn't. Um, so we get there. We get there around 7. We, got, we find a good spot. The players are done warming up. Everybody's good. But as soon as the players go, like, they, they're done warming up. They go back into the tunnel or what? We go back in, they go back into the tunnel, come in, like, change, you know, outfit, like, jersey for, for the national anthem. You know, salían. You know, salían. And then they had the weather in, you know, Weather, weather advisory. They, they started saying, like, hey, you know, it's going to happen in a couple, like, in a, by 9.30 we should have an update. So, finally, 10 o'clock was the kickoff. But by that time, ya se había ido. Se había ido todo, todo lo que pensaste que, que pensaste que iba a pasar, como que se había ido. La emoción. Now, you're playing, like, in my opinion, is you're kind of playing on Portland's advantage because Portland's time zone is two hours. And also, you're playing on uh, Portland's weather, which is humid, hot. I mean, humid and wet. Probably even hotter there around this time. So, Portland, you know, la queríamos meter. And the thing is, like, it was not a bad game. Honestly, not a bad game. Yeah. It was a very good. Llegaba el Austin FC, llegaba en esos güeyes, bien peleado. But two unfortunate plays. One of them was just un... un Nada sacaron y luego de ahí se hizo la falta. But sequences where, you know, it, it was just unfortunate. But the way they scored, too, was just weird. And then when we scored, it was just, like, kind of weird. It, it just felt like a weird night overall. Yeah. So, no se daba, güey. I mean, you, you literally, you could try. Like, it's one of those games que no, no se metía. Like, la querías meter, pegaba en el poste, pegaba donde sea. And the goal, goalkeeper, the Portland, you know, he also, his, his props, like, he, he did, did his thing. good. He did his thing. He saved the team several times. Um, Rigoni came in, and mm. with Rigoni, a lot of people were, were already, you know, talking talking crap about it. Oh man, he didn't do anything. Okay, chill the fuck out. When when Drusi when Drusi came in against uh, Frisco, he came in like we were already down two two zero, and I think yep. uh, Chris Bills. I don't like to quote him all the time. Because everybody quotes him, but this one I'm gonna quote him. He made sense. <laughs> and and and, and um, when basically when Drusy he he made his debut, it was a 
game that we were losing by weird lineups, and then he comes in. I mean, 28 minutes, zero shots, 79% passes, four duels, one. Yeah. 25% of his duels, one. Yeah. Compared to the uh, to Rigoni, 27 minutes, zero shots, 73% passing, one key pass, nine duels, one, 66.7%. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's Cal- it's Cal- comparable. One, yeah. It's it's comparable, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Chris Bills goes on to say, you know, uh, not making any big conclusions from that night. Uh, yeah, dude, Chris Bills made a good point, and I think we we can't just like as fans or you know like say as as people that watch the team. Yes, you everybody has everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I get that, but you have to be smart on what you. You know, what's your opinion based on? It can't yeah. just be based on bullshit moments like 30 minutes. Right. We all know that soccer is a long-term game. And we keep saying long-term because a game is 90 minutes and it's nonstop, only between halftime. A season is not five games. It's almost 40 games. Yeah, and, and, and one thing I want to say, man, is like, to your comment on the rain delay in the in the game and, and if that played a factor in it, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, maybe it was a factor, but the rain existed for both teams. The delay was for both teams. Yeah, yeah you're playing into uh, Portland's time zone, but also you're in our home. You got mm-hmm. our fan base behind us. You got right. the crowd. So it balances out. I For me, like I'm going to give the team flowers for what they did against LAFC, mm-hmm. it, winning in such a, such a uh, statement, profound manner, but I'm also going to, criticize him and saying that there's no excuses for for uh slacking off and and not winning this game there was mm-hmm. a, they, there was a lot of opportunity with over 70 percent possession over 26 shots five on target um you know they had a lot of opportunity to score but at the same time uh portland uh with their 29 percent possession and and uh five shots on target they scored two goals their efficiency was just way higher and we yeah. we we had a shit night when it came to finishing, right? Dude, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of unluckiness, but at the same time, like uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make excuses. Just look at the minute fifty six. How many times the ball was, you know, just in that small area? Yep. yep. For a good Everybody, five seconds, like thir- a good five seconds yep. in a small area. How many touches? And how many players inside the box? That's how you can just tell, like, it's, it, uh, like, actually, it was a pretty intense game. Pero no se metía. And I don't think, like, say, usually, like, the slacking part maybe was against Minnesota. They they were slacking. Maybe against LAX, LA Galaxy when they slacked. But in this day, they were just not efficient. Like, they, they hustled. They were running up and down. Pero. Yeah. And and the shittiest part about this game is that it was a perfect opportunity to to start to catch up to LAFC because mm-hmm. LAFC took an, another L. What was something? You're right. Something's happening in that squad. Mm-hmm. They took an L against Houston, and this mm-hmm. was our chance to kind of claw our way back into the supporter shield. But after this result, um, and just looking at six fixtures left, I think the supporter shield is uh, something that out of our, our reach. Yeah, after it's, this one, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna out be of hard. Our reach. Yeah, and unless LAFC keeps losing and we win the next games in a row, yeah, it's just too few games left. Yeah. Um, um, I kind of, I, I, I kind of like I've already lost hope about this the uh, supporter shield, mm-hmm. but it's important that in these final six games, mm-hmm. uh, they they manage to figure out a way mm-hmm. that Rigoni uh, fits into the team. Because he's going to be a huge factor when it comes to the playoffs. So, do you think we won't get the supporter shield, but do you think we'll get the community shield? 
<laughs> oh man. So we got a better chance at the community shield than the support <laughs> shield. I put it like that. Yeah, but but uh, uh but so I have a question for you. Um considering what happened away. with Este Minnesota, we lost LAFC, los goleamos. Mm-hmm. We lose to Este Portland. Portland at home. Your what's Austin FC's reality to you? Do you, th- do you feel like this losses because here's there's always people think like everyone now is things like oh this brings us back to reality and what's your reality on your mind like what do you think of Austin FC when you think of them as a team in a table or that what's what's going on you know season's almost over I think about them as a team that is very united that okay. is very uh, they have each other's back from coaches to staff to players. Mm-hmm. I think about him as a team who made a huge jump from season one to season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, people's uh, like hot and coldness about Austin FC, whether the best team in the world or the worst team in the world, mm-hmm. um, is not fair because the, the the progress in this team is measurable on in the defensive, in the midfield, in, in the forward, in every line, right? And mm-hmm. And for me, progress isn't linear, you know? It's like uh it's like a little spiral that kind of goes up. It goes up and it goes mm-hmm. up. So and like we touched on earlier, Austin FC, they like to dig themselves into little holes. They like to play with a little chip on their shoulder. Um, they like it when 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 the media and when the the, the, the MLS fan bases start to doubt them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this last run of the season is going to, for the most part, go well because the Mm -hmm. team has identity. The team knows what they play for. They create chances, Mm -hmm. and they they are able to score with caliber players like Diego Fagundes, uh, Sebastián Drusi, Maxi Maxi Orruti. Mm -hmm. They got players that can score. They got players that are are playing the best seasons, like Ethan Finley, and they just signed a player like Rigoni who's going to add another dimension Mm -hmm. to their offensive output. Um, So I'm confident that they can get to the playoffs in good form. Um, but what I'm not confident about is their lack of consistency. Because mm-hmm. in the regular season, you have a chance to lose. Yeah. In the playoffs, you don't. You, lo- you lose, you go home. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with Austin FC. That's a good point. Um, I agree. I think we... One, we, we can't just base everything. Like you said, it, everything's just a, a gradual, you know, graph. Every time you think of, you know, especially for a new team that we only have one season to compare to in the previous, you know, years. And and what what's going on with, like, say, for example, the Unity, the whole Matikon Boston, which is a, a, a hit, the way they get along, the way they – when they win – they win together. When we lose, we lose together. together yeah. But you have players that always say, keep doubting us. They don't never say, keep doubting me. I'm the best. Keep doubting us. And I think that right there alone is a, a huge factor for when you're trying to compete. But you also have to learn that, like you said, we have to think of every game now from, from here on out should be felt like a playoff game. So when you're getting to that moment, you know that you don't have to lose. You don't get. You don't fall back into situations like Seattle. Okay, you know mentally, you you feel like you're you're blocked. So, yeah, big games, man. We got a big game coming up against Nashville this Saturday, mm-hmm. September third at seven thirty. 
uh, visiting Nashville. It's going to be tough, tough, tough environment. Mm-hmm. Following up the next Saturday, September 10th, against Seattle Sounders in Seattle. Another tough test. Ross Salt Lake, pretty good test, too, here at home in uh, September 14th. Are you going to that game? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do everything I can to go to that game, for sure. But, look, what I'm saying is that we have good teams. We're in the Western Conference, so, you mm-hmm. know, we have that um, – the opportunity to play really good teams and really test ourselves and really fine tune those those aspects before going into playoffs, man. Right, because we're in playoffs already. I mean, it's it'll be hard if you know we don't make it after yeah. after this. Uh, we well, know for sure after you know we're gonna get points from Nashville from either Nashville, Seattle, Russell Lake, Vancouver, and Colorado. I mean, I I, I think there's a good chance that you know we. We get a we get a good you know nine points out of this you know we probably lose one game I don't know which which team yet but you know we're gonna lose a game for sure. Gotcha. Um, now what's the next topic you have in mind? Man, to close out this episode, we definitely got to hit on culture. We've had a lot of things happen, and you know, culture for us is sports culture, community culture, um, things to do with with our Latinidad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna start out with a little bit of sports culture. Something hugely important has been going on. In the world of tennis, it's something mm-hmm. that we don't really talk about often, but we're talking about the GOAT, Serena Williams, 40 years old, 23 Grand Slams, mother mother of a child, comes back from a period of inactivity after having uh, COVID and dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of symptoms. She comes back to beat the number two uh, ranked tennis player in the world mm-hmm. in the U.S. Open um, and basically comes out saying... I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to win. I have absolutely nothing to lose. Damn. And this is a, an incredible feat. She has 23 grand slams. And you look at you look at the crowd and you see people like Tiger Woods, um, you know, Spike Lee, like, you know, just kind of these important figures, mm-hmm. especially someone like Tiger Woods who has won it all and he's fired up, almost like he's out there playing with her. Um, and another reason I wanted to bring her up, man, is because her story is so special, man. She's from Compton. Mm-hmm. Uh, managed to find her way into the world of tennis. Oh, but white sport. Like, there's no mm-hmm. other way to say it. It's a white sport. And be the best for so long and having such a target on her back. Um, mm-hmm. And many times, like, uh, racial things being said about her and the way she's been treated. Um, mm-hmm. But she's always managed to uh, to defy those odds and, and do it with a, with a confidence and, and, uh, and spunk that kind of, like, for me, it, it just it just makes me it just makes me love this love love her and what she yeah, does yeah, yeah. and gives me an example of like man that's how I should face uh, places where maybe I'm different in the room or I'm the only one in that room I should be the Serena Williams of that of that room. Dude, nah, that's formidable, uh, admirable, and desirable at the same time. <laughs> uh, I think what she just what what she said. I have. Not absolutely nothing to lose. I mean, that's how you kind of should live life at some point, you know? Right. Especially when you're in a sport, especially when you're thinking of a career. You have to be smart too, like say, you know, not yourself in too much debt or, you know, don't do something stupid. You know, obviously, you know, in mind, be mindful of what you're going to be doing in life. But just having that that mentality for someone that, you know, could have faced racism in the past like that's and shutting those races down like that's that's a an admire an admiring thing to do 
Yeah, dude. One thing that sticks out about me of, of like her interviews and stuff that's happened in her career is like when she was super young, um, they interviewed her like when she was 13 and mm-hmm. they asked her, um, what player do you want to be like when you grow up? And, you know, most people would say like some player they admire. And her response was, um, I don't want to be like anyone. I want people to be like me. Damn. Like she's had that goat mentality since yeah. like day one. And then uh, in her most recent interview after winning this uh, this um, U.S. Open mm-hmm. knockout round, um, they asked her if she surprised herself, like because she was she came from behind. She was losing in the beginning of this uh, tennis match, and she came from behind to win. Mm-hmm. And they asked her, "Did you surprise yourself how you came out in the uh, in, in, in the latter portion of this of this match?" Uh-huh. And she was like, mm, "No, nah. <laughs> I'm no, I, I'm just myself." Beautiful. So. Everybody, if we could just have a little bit of that confidence, like man, we'd be we'd be better off. But at the same time, you know, she keeps it she keeps it down to earth. So, yeah. I, man, I appreciate uh, I appreciate Serena a lot, and uh, I hope she goes far. She's about to. I think she's playing right now with her sister, the doubles. Okay, um, it's just crazy to see how long they played and how successful they've been, and how they continue to be at the top of their game. Dude, it's it's tough. What, what else? What does he have? Dude, so like we were talking about Labor Day, man. I'm mm-hmm. super excited to go back to Houston this weekend. I haven't been in such a long time. And for those of you who know me, like y'all know I got a lot of love for my city. I know as Austin FC, we got a lot of hate for Houston, but I separate the dynamo from what I truly see Houston yeah. as. You know, I see it as a as a di- diverse cultural center of of, of, of the US. I agree. I agree. So uh one of the things I'm excited to share about is like uh the series on Netflix called Mo. Mm-hmm. Um, Mo Najjar is a, is a, is someone who pl- it's a fictional series. It's a drama comedy series. He plays this uh, Palestinian refugee who's trying to uh, get his path to U.S. citizenship mm-hmm. through asylum, and he has a lot of struggles. And it's filmed in Houston in a lot of Houston locations: Galveston, Houston, A Leaf. Um, and he just it really uh, showcases um, the the specialness of like this culture, mm-hmm. the slabs, the music, the food. And the fact that uh, you have Latinos, Arabs, Africans, uh, African-Americans, like just, you know, having relationships and, and mm-hmm. interacting with each other, which is something that maybe we don't get that much here from Austin, but it's something that is a part of me and I think a part of you too. So watch Mo on Netflix if you haven't given it a shot. Yeah, I need to check it out, man. Now you're talking about like safe places where I, I lived in Houston for a while, so it, I have love for it. The city, not Dynamo, but I, I got love for the city. Um, they got a lot of love for Matocayo too. Oh, they they have a statue for him. Ready? <laughs> they have a picture of him with a uh, uh, target. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, and and you know, speaking about our culture, speaking about our heritage, man. It's September, Hispanic Heritage Month. Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, there's some events happening at the uh, Mexican American Culture Center, September 17th, the mm-hmm. 15th annual Viva Mexico event. La Quinceañera of, uh, of this event. There's going to be a lot of performances. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to share the links of everyone that's going to be there, but um, a lot of good music, mm-hmm. um, some uh, vendors, uh, artists and vendors, and a lowrider show, mm-hmm. uh, car show with uh, Johnny Colunga, Body pa- Body and Paint. Okay. So it's something we're checking out. You know, put it, mark it on your calendar. We're going to continue to talk about it as uh, September progresses, and, we'll, man, we'll be sure to try to make it out to this, man. It looks like a good time. Dude, that's good. That's good, man. I know. Um, in Hispanic Heritage Month, Hispanic Heritage Month is not just Mexico, but several other 
Latin countries, countries in Latin America, they also declared independence around that time. So we have to be mindful. Like, yes, we I enjoy El Día de la Independencia como Mexicano, but I also celebrate my brothers and sisters from other countries that celebrate it the same day we do. And also the other ones that, you know, celebrate a different day. But this one hits specially, like El Grito is coming around. I don't know how it is now, but, oh, man, I've gone to one of those live, and it's legit. Yeah, dude, it's, it'll be sure to be a good time. They're going to have some mariachis. They're going to have a, a bunch of musical performances. and that's well, what, that's uh, what Also, uh, Mariachi USA is going to be on September 17th that at too, the Moody for, uh, uh, Amphitheater. Our uh, our former guest of the pod, Leslie Reynaga. Leslie Reynaga is going to make an, make an appearance. She's mm-hmm. going to be singing with uh, Mariachi. Uh, As always, she's going to bring it down. Yes, I mean, sir. Gonna, yes, what, sir. What's, what's that one word? She's, she's going to bring the roof. She's going to raise the roof. Raise the roof. There we go. Nah, dude, I'm super excited for the month of, month of September. Not only the football, uh, not only the not only the college football, but all these events that are coming up. I think they just showcase something that's really special, man, and 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 uh, something that worth that's worth celebrating, marking your calendars, and and just showing out, man. This is Austin, Texas. We got to make our voices heard. Mm-hmm. We got to celebrate our wins, c- celebrate our people, and and the beautiful and special things they create. And that's that's why we do what we do here at Otra Por Favor to highlight these things and to bring them to a to a larger audience so for sure we appreciate all y'all for continuing to listen to us and continuing to support us in your own way follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts uh spotify itunes um follow us on twitter at otra ex favor um and instagram we're gonna be sure to post uh more and more uh things and we're super excited to be back in the studio and we can't wait to come back yeah, man. Uh, prediction against este Seattle, uh, Nashville. Uh, we're gonna bounce back because that's that's what we do. I we, say two to one. We bounce back, L, but then we bounce back. We bounce back two to you one. Know what I'm saying. I think yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be. A, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say three, three two, three two. It's gonna hey, be a hard fought battle. You know how we Rigoni's do. gonna score for sure. Oh shit, that's Rigoni's pretty bold. Rigoni's gonna score. You don't, I don't know if he's gonna start. And, and oh, he's not gonna start. I didn't say he was gonna start. I said he's gonna score. I think Rigon is going to score, and then the other one, I would say Driussi. Oh, well, he's been scoring every game. Driussi is going to be another one. I think Fagu's, una asistencia de Fagu y una asistencia de Gallagher. Good. De Gallagher para Driussi y de Fagu para Rigoni. Watch. Man, we Richie Walter Mercado over here. I can just see it right here. I can just see Fagu. Con mucho, mucho, mucho. Le cambia. Amor. Adentro. Y lo que le sobra. Y luego, una pelota de Rigoni. Le va a hacer, aquí está la portería, viene Rigoni por atrás, pega el poste y para adentro. Watch. O va a pegar, va a ser acá, pero va, va a ser la, if Rigoni is facing, you know, if, if you know, he, Rigoni is facing this way, he's going to go to Rigoni's left, hit the post, and the right inside. I hope you're right, Richie. I and, hope you're right. And then he's going to do the otra por favor sign. I don't even know what that is. just going to drink a beer. I will. Drink a beer from the crowd. Hey, pasen yeah. otra, por favor. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's great, man. Well, I think that closes us out for the, for the episode of uh, Otra, por favor. Richie. Eh, se cuidan, se portan bien y adiós. Adiós, cuídense.